0: Yeah, so we can run into each other, Um, like a little, uh, like a little tiny thing.
1: Perfect. Oh,
0: okay, I don't want much of this. Ah. Excuse me?
1: Uh-uh. Good. <laughs> <laughs> there we go.
0: Okay, well, we were thinking, oh, Thank great. You. That um, maybe you'd like to know a little bit just about us, because a lot of you don't know us at all. Um, uh, we fell in love as teenagers. He's my first love. And, um, of course, I was just a baby. And uh, we we uh, didn't know the Lord. And we were um, hippies. <laughs> and I made it my goal to be the very best at that. And so I really loved that. But um, I was a seeker of truth. I was one of the ones that was starstruck and naive and thought, you know, there's a greater truth. I I was really impressed with the movement. I really believed what they said in the beginning. And so my husband and I, before we were married, were truly mystics. We were looking for God. And we did a lot of things to try to find him. Um, We kept, like, bumping into negative fronts. But it didn't deter us, um, and then um, through a series of events that are too long here, um, we we found him, and um, um, he's my dear brother who died for me, who said it was finished. And in that, he finished so many things and released me into newness because he uh, has designed me to bring forth life. Every one of you, that's the design. So um, uh, we've been married for 42 years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I get to say something. (laughs) Uh, When we got saved, we didn't have a religious background, so we didn't know anything. We were really surprised that Jesus was Lord. Uh, We'd kind of like gone everywhere else, and we were were actually on our way to Afghanistan when we got saved, and and we never made it out of the country. Uh, But, uh, you know, we started reading our Bible, and we didn't know where to start. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know anything. We found the book of Acts, and was like oh well, this is cool you get to you get to do stuff you know and we'd done stuff before but we'd been doing it with buddhists and hindus and and we'd seen white magic and we'd seen healings and we'd seen all this stuff we'd seen mystical things and we were you know we were pretty far along and so we start reading the book of acts and go oh i get it you know i see that well yeah i've seen demons and we'd seen all that. so we start just reading the pages and doing what it said and, and we
0: believed it
1: Oh, and we believed it. We, we
0: believed everything we read.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we were so dumb, we believed every word. <laughs> and, uh, and and then went out and did it, right? So back then, you know, you could, people like hitchhiking was a, hitchhiking was a legitimate form of travel back then. And uh, so, you know, every night, you know, we, well, first off, we moved out of the commune we were in, and we were living in, in a commune of, up in Woodside, and Maybe some of you have heard of, like, Ken Kesey and the Merry Pranksters. and But Grateful we're not going to talk
0: much about We're not going
1: to talk about but these are but these are f- that was our family. And we moved away. And we said, we're starting life over because he takes care of the lilies of the field. How much more is he going to take care of us? That's what it said, so we put him to the test. So we started, every night I'd mm. drive up and down the highway and pick up all the hitchhikers we could find. And, uh, and uh, she'd cook for him, and I'd play guitar and minister him, and people started getting saved.
0: It's amazing and they didn't die from that, and because then, and I then, didn't know how to cook. But. Yeah,
1: but we, we got by. <laughs> and, then, and then we started praying for people, and people started getting delivered, and, and demons cast out. And we started praying for people, and people started getting healing. Yeah. And this, this healing thing kind of was interesting, because I thought, well, this is, like, cool. <laughs> so we started praying for more people, and more people got healed, and more people got saved, and more people. And then we started starting ministries. And because it kept growing, and next thing we know, we we had a house full of people, and then we started, got involved in a commune, and then we had a commune full of people, and oh yeah, then we and had that's more houses full of people. We
0: saw our first angel, but he looked like you,
1: sort of, except so we six didn't foot, tall, right seven foot tall, know right away That it was an angel,
0: but um, we've had a couple of encounters, but that's that's for another time too. But that's that's so fun to talk about that.
1: Yeah, well we're teasing him. Oh, so we've well, we got to be okay. careful. But it's at awful. any rate, so that's, <laughs> way, so that's way back then. And then, you know, we just been blessed to, because, because we didn't, again, know anything about religion much. We found out later. But, uh, you know, yeah. we just kept doing, you know, what was in the book. And uh, then we tried. And he's met us. And he's met us. Yeah. And, we, and we tried religion for a while, but that didn't work for us. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we, got, we got pretty beat up, so we got <laughs> out of that and uh, got back to the, just the book. And I'm not saying well maybe what uh, let's put it this way, I'll try to make as brief as possible. Religion killed Jesus two thousand years ago. Religion's still killing Jesus today. It's all about relationship. It's not about religion. You can't you can't sign a contract. You know, it's not a contract, an agreement, or an understanding or a secret password that gets you into the kingdom and to have fruit in the kingdom. It's relationship, relationship, relationship. And that's all it is, because he paid for all of it. Maybe. Go ahead. Where do you want to go? Uh,
0: so we have three children and uh, two boys. And then um, our girl, Joy just kind of came along. And that was fine. Um, although he never did get his Grand Canyon trip. That It's th- coming. Th- yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, around the time that I we had our babies, we were still, well, the first one, we were still kind of more like, Looking like hippies, and and um, I thought it was a good idea to have him at home, and so um, oh, that's another great story. But we didn't know how to do that, but we um, really thought that um, God extravagantly loved us, and that if we prayed, He would answer us.
1: And we and we had a cat. And we had a cat, and
0: she happened to be pregnant. And so... We um, watched very carefully. What an answer to prayer. We (laughs) discovered how (laughs) babies are born. And we watched very, very carefully. And then... um, Yeah, I know. um,
1: Dumb. (laughs) Wonderfully, wonderfully blessed.
0: Yeah, and um, so I bought a book that they that they put together for midwives that um, at the time midwifed in um, Mexico Mexico. and I made it my business to know everything about that and so um, because I trusted him I had no fear and um, we just had an incredible time of birthing our first son together
1: yes I'm Dr. Dennis
0: and um, when we had a problem Like I said, we prayed, and the answer came immediately. Now, I'm not recommending this, but what I'm doing is just sharing where our faith was and how he met us, because we simply were like little children, and we loved him with all our hearts, and we believed. And that started me um, down the path of um, assisting women in home births. And um, that's what I'm going to share on tonight is um, how uh, Papa has designed us perfectly, and um, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. But Anyway, is there anything else we need to share about ourselves? Or: that
1: covers it for now. That yeah. that covers the first 10, 20 years or so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have 10 grandchildren. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, that's just an amazing thing until it gets to be Christmas time, and then I wonder what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Trying, You mm-hmm. know, if you just buy them one thing each, that's ten gifts. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 so... Go. Go? Am go. I going? Yeah, you go. You want to sit down? Yeah, I'll sit down. Okay. <laughs> <Let's> sit down. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I'm a teacher, I'm not even a speaker. I I don't know, I'm a teacher. So I just wrote down a couple of things. Oh, but you know what, I, hang on, I have to get my glasses.
1: We didn't used to wear glasses.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> it kind of, that's another thing that surprised us.
0: It's different, huh? I I think, you know, it's incredibly humbling for both of us, but especially for me that... that you would think I have anything to say to such a mature house. I really love you guys. You're my family. And so... I feel like I have the grace to do this. Okay. I want to talk, before I talk about um, respecting the process, birth is a process that doesn't just happen. Birth is a process that is created by a divine mind. And if you assist in births, you see his hand all over it, and his hand is all over it because he's a giver of life. So before I talk about that, I want to talk to you about yielding in the sense that um, when you're driving in your car, if you're being polite and you see the sign that says yield, that's like saying, okay, you go first. He comes in like a flood as we yield. So when I speak about yielding tonight, that's what I'm talking about is you go first. I give him that honor, and I want him to come in like a flood. He never, never um, disappoints. One of the things that my husband, this is this is my husband gave me this light, this Rhema. Um, John the Baptist said, You all know this, and John three twenty-seven. I must let me read, I just want to read this one part because guess what? He talks about the bride. Okay, John three twenty seven says let me find it. Okay, to this John replied, a man can receive only what is given him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Christ, but am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and it is now complete. He must become greater, I must become less. I'm not gonna speak on the bride right now. I'm gonna speak about the fact that John was before Jesus in another covenant so he had to decrease so that jesus could increase but now we've been taught that you know what the whole time i was a christian i've been a christian for almost 40 years i was taught that i must decrease so that he can increase wrong that's wrong because we don't live there we live on the other side of the cross where that was finished let me tell you what that means to me that came from my brilliant husband I didn't see that but um, what that means to me is that he has created every part of me perfectly Every part, every part of my personality is designed like a faceted ring that all it needs is light to come through to illuminate the perfection that he did, and it comes through me. There's only one of me. Snuff me out, and part of his creative passion, and part, I would even say, I go as far as to say, the personality he created in me, which was unique, is gone. Each of us are incredibly valuable. He has not created us to decrease in that at all, but to yield and let him come in like a flood and take over what he has designed us to be from the beginning. So he increases as we yield. His glory is released on us. He moves through me and I'm clothed in his power. So, oh, oh, you guys get to participate in this, and I don't know where she's going. But I was, we were at, what was the name of the conference um, that we were just at? Was Father's Embrace. Father's Embrace okay. We were at, just at a conference called Father's Embrace, and, um, Suzanne and Brent were there, and they did this brilliant illustration, and it was called The Sandwich. And um, I'm going to have them demonstrate the sandwich for you because um, this actually uh, is going to kick off the rest of what I wanted to share. And they said they've never done this with you guys before.
1: This is a family secret that they shared at the conference, so (laughs) now... Here it goes. Here we have sandwich. Ooh.
0: <laughs> Ooh. That's really good. So what they were sharing was Jesus, Papa, Holy Spirit all around. I get to stay in the middle. That's a good place to be and that should just solve all our problems, shouldn't it? Then what's the pressure all about? We can either say the pressure isn't there, but that doesn't make the pressure go away. The pressure is a process that he has created. See, he just, after he hugs for a while, he hugs tighter. And what happens in that pressure, that place of tightness, things are birthed. Things are birthed if <laughs> things are birthed if you'll relax and go with the hug. So I know something about this because I taught women how to relax so that their babies could be birthed in a way that was less painful. If you resist the pressure, it gets more intense. Until the way, it's very interesting the way, I I had wanted to have a chalkboard, maybe some other time we can do this. Who knows what the womb looks like? The womb is like, um, you know, the old fashioned light bulbs, now they're old fashioned. But you know what a light bulb looks like? It's round at the top, and then it curves down, and it has a little area like this. Okay. So, actually, um I don't want to get too deep into um the physiology of the womb, but the womb has three layers, muscle layers. None of them respect each other. There's some that go across and some that go up and down and some that go this way. And that's really great because what it does is it keeps the contents inside. But there's a problem once it's time for the baby to come; those muscles fight each other. So before the fall, I tr- I totally believe this that how we are designed because I've been with women that um, didn't know they were having their baby, and then the baby was here. It's so it's it's possible to still have that that happen, but for most of us, there's a process of uh, pressure that takes place, one of the things I I want you to get is that the womb is like his heart. The womb is pure love, and I'll tell you why. Because of what's in the womb. In the womb, when I was a baby, I heard daddy's and mommy's voice all day long. It was warm. It was just the right temperature. I was never too hot, and I was never too cold. I didn't need clothes. I was in a warm tubby. I never had to get out. I was completely secure. I could push around, twirl around, feel loved, feel cuddled. Everything was provided for me. I was never thirsty, and I was never hungry, and yet I grew. I grew at an amazing rate. I was at complete peace, and I was at complete rest. Do you know that we're still there? We're still there. All of these things are the same except for our little passenger One day, he becomes aware of something closing in around him. I've never felt that before. But then it goes away. And the next day, it happens twice. And then it starts happening all the time, and it starts getting stronger. And I become aware that there's something pressing on me all the time. And the pressure becomes very, very intense to the point that I'm physically compromised. I'm listening as the midwife through every contraction because the pressure becomes so intense on this little sweetheart that his heart slows at the height of the contraction. And he doesn't get all the oxygen that he gets when the womb is at rest. Do you feel like that sometimes? that maybe you're dying, everything that you know around you is changing. What you don't realize, what our little passenger doesn't realize, is that everything is absolutely fine, nothing has changed, except that he's being birthed into arms that now hold him. What can change that is fear. Fear can change the equation of how easy it is to be birthed. When I check to see how open mommy is, and mommy is fearful, there's something in her environment and she's birthing that causes her to tense up and not be open, I've actually had the mouth of the womb closed down around my fingers. It's, fear is very powerful. It can keep us from coming through the time of pressure in a way that um, it can be more painful. And I found that in my own life, that when I forget and I can't hear Daddy's voice, when I feel cold because I don't reach out to him, I start to fight back and I start to lose my focus. The things that um, we were in as a baby are the same place that we're in now in Him. So, this is how in the spirit realm, He bursts His character in us. There's pressure that comes But I just wanted to share that um, I respect the process because it's from his hand, and he knows best. And if we simply will open, 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 and relax and realize where we are, that we're in a safe, warm environment, that um, he sees us safely through even the hardest things. A lot of the moms and me, myself, when I was giving birth to my children, there comes a point where you think you're not going to make it. It's so intense and there's so much discomfort. And so that's a reality that he knew we would encounter. And uh, my, my job as a midwife is to say, oh, it only feels that way. The next, the next breath you take is going to be better. And that's all it takes because we know what's gonna happen, right? She's gonna get to hold her baby. So um, that's about all that I had to share. Um, I just want you to remember that his arms are like a big womb. His heart is, is wrapped around us and there's nowhere we can go. It doesn't matter how intense the pressure is, or how much we feel that we can't catch our breath. He's there for us, and he'll see us safely through the process, because he's the designer. And he's brilliant, as Graham Cook would say. He is brilliant in how he has created us and how he will see us through.